Try to figure out if we know the difference between reality and fiction. Spoiler Does America? alert: We don't. I definitely don't. I'm not good at this game. <laughs> uh, for our regular listeners, you have heard uh, Heather many, many times try and occasionally succeed to pick out the difference between an actual crime and a movie or a book or a dream I had one time or some other piece of fiction. Have any of these been dreams you've had? Because those are weird and detailed. No, nothing I have ever given on this podcast because I sleep dream. next to you. If you're having murder dreams like these, <laughs> I don't. I'm gonna have to reassess my life. <laughs> so, if you listened to last month's episode of True Crimes and a Lie, you got to hear us play this game with the ladies of Wine Dine and Story Time. Uh, they did well, and once again, I promise I'm eventually going to get around to putting your names on the winner's wall that I still haven't built. But, so we're going to do this, so we've decided we're going to do True Crimes and a Lie once a month, because um, people seem to like it, and it's fun, and then we get a chance to invite people to come play with us. And this month, we have some very special guests because we have visitors in our uh, current home in Des Moines. So we'd like to welcome to our closet studio, my little sister, Ashley, and her partner, Jeff. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Welcome to the party. Happy to be here. (laughs) I'm very scared. (laughs) You should be. See, here's the thing. We've locked them in a closet with wine. I mean, this is creepy as hell. Um, what we and have, microphones. What we have never shown to our listeners, because this is an audio medium, so we don't show them what happens, is anyone who loses this game is immediately covered in... Do you ever watch those Nickelodeon game shows? Where they, yes. Sli- yeah. Okay. So that's what we do to people who fail. So if you don't answer correctly, you're going to be encased in slime. It hardens um, and you'll never get to leave. Slime or piles of clothes? Yeah, because we are surrounded by <laughs> Potato, potato. And if was I the only kid that wanted to get slimed? I wanted to be slimed. I wanted to go on those games so bad. I would love to be yeah. slimed. Like, actually, go on, yeah. like, the uh, green. Uh, um, uh, dare, uh, double dare? Double dare. Double dare and, like, guts and stuff. Like, I wanted to roll around in all that Nickelodeon gook. <laughs> like, Nickelodeon gook. I'm going to market that to, like, Toys R... Oh, no, Toys R Us doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm a millennial. <laughs> because we're all old and the world is no fun anymore. It's so it's true. true. <laughs> do they even slime people anymore? I don't know. They used to do it at, like, the Kids' Choice Awards, do they? Y'all, if you know, <laughs> if, if you know how to make slime, let us know, and then we will start sliming people. Quick, is Nickelodeon still a thing? Yeah, right. <laughs> Do they actually do anything? I I think they just show reruns of like Rocco's Modern Life and Doug. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And uh, what's uh, what's the 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 the, uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple? That's the one I always wanted to be on. (laughs) I wanted to be a silver snake. Anyway. And then Nick at Night is just the adult version of all those shows, right? Well, Nick at Night when we were kids was like, I love Lucy. I was going to say, I feel like it's like black and white reruns. Um, now I think Nick at Night is Friends. 
I'm not oh, even kidding, gosh. y'all. Okay. I'm pretty sure Nick at Night is friends. <laughs> I feel old. And like, I know. Don't watch it, y'all. If you're over the age of 30, don't turn on Nick at Night. You will just lay in your bed and never leave. <laughs> so on that happy note, hey, where are you guys from? We're from Chicago, the beautiful, wonderful, snowy, freezing, windy city of Chicago. I used to live there. It is very cold. It is beautiful, but very cold. Beautiful for three months of the year. (laughs) That is true. And uh, full disclosure, so Ashley and Jeff are coming back from a um, ski Excursion. They've been working like from their uh, Airbnb in Colorado um, during the week, and then on the weekends they've been going skiing to get out of their apartment in Chicago during this pandemic. And she called me yesterday and was like, "Hey, can we stop and stay with you on our drive back to Chicago?" I was like, "Yeah." And then Ken and I were like, "We should put them on the podcast." So they literally pulled in. We fed them chili, and we're like, "You want to be on a podcast?" <laughs> They're um, like, okay. And then they threw us in a closet. And here we are. And we're locked in here. Welcome to Campfire Classics. <laughs> so this is this is how you're paying for your lodging tonight. Yes. Uh, right. So have you have you listened to I know you've listened to a few episodes of Campfire Classics. Have you listened to any of the true crimes and a lie episodes? I don't before? think we have have we we have but it's been a little while and i really wish we would have known this because we would have refreshed our entire look behind you why did the washing machine just just turn on by itself i told you i told you (laughs) like literally you started talking i was like oh my god (laughs) and now we're never escaping (laughs) (laughs) we've upset the closet demons so So, sorry so you were saying so it's been a few months, and we would have done a refresher on our eight-hour trip <laughs> we told them. today, but that's for tomorrow's portion of our trip. So we may need a refresher, but we Great. are excited Let's give them a, uh, to dive in. Bam, fast. That's, that's fine. I like to give the rules at the beginning of every episode anyway, because I kind, of figure, I kind of figure every episode is someone's first episode. If so we're doing our job right. May as well. Yeah, and now Ashley and Jeff's friends will all exactly. listen to this. Because Do you want to give a shout out to <laughs> anyone, out anyone specifically so that you can guilt them if they don't listen? The entire Iowa business fraternity. <laughs> uh, the, Delta, yeah. the Delta Sigma DSP. Pi. <laughs> business fraternity. <laughs> Florida State swimming, Iowa swimming. Lauren Tallman. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yes. All those people, you better listen and subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts. But only if you're gonna be. Otherwise I will find you. (laughs) Ashley will. (laughs) Ashley got skills. She will find you. Uh, so, the way True Crimes and a Lie works is I am going to read the synopses of three crime stories. Two of them are true crime stories. One of them is the plot to a movie or a book or a play or a short story or a thing that a homeless per- per- person told me once. Or you, you get the idea. Like it's <laughs> going to be not real. It's going to be some piece of fictional crime. Okay. Uh, and when I am done reading all three, it will be your job to see if you can tell which one was fiction and which ones were real. Bonus points if you can also pick out a theme that I might have chosen Mm. to 
to center these stories around. Just the theme's usually pretty obvious. Usually pretty like obvious. last month it was no pressure. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. <laughs> last night la- last week or last week. Last month it was bank heists because they were mm. all but uh, bank robberies. So no, it was pretty like I think we can get them. Yeah. I believe okay. in you. Uh, so I'm gonna read these stories in chronological ish order. I say ish because the first story actually takes place over a wide enough time frame that it's hard to pin down exactly where it belongs in the order. Is it the plot to Game of Thrones? Um, yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> Damn, you already won. Damn it! <laughs> the theme uh, is dragons! <laughs> uh, when I've read all three, you'll, you'll each get a chance to, you get a chance to talk about it if you want. Everyone will get their chance to vote for which one they think is the fictional crime before I reveal the answer. And of course, spoiler alert, listeners, for not only a couple of true crime stories, but also potentially other pop culture things that I might reference in this section. Uh, Also, I am avoiding using anyone's names as much as possible to avoid tipping you off with a name that you might recognize from like a movie or a book. If I were doing... um, Harry Potter. Nightmare on Elm Street, oh. I would avoid <laughs> saying a guy named Freddy Krueger. <laughs> or Harry idea. Potter, uh, a guy named, well, I can't really name him because no one's allowed to say his name. Voldemort. Yeah. Like the one person running the, the person dryer? just ran the fucking <laughs> <laughs> Just turned on the like dryer behind us. And that thing's been off for hours. I'm just saying. Yep. That's all I got to say. All right. <laughs> so if you're ready... We're ready. ready. We're ready. Let's do it. Here we go. Story number one. This story opens with an 87-year-old woman who we'll call D. D was arrested for stealing from a store. She is almost certain that she will be convicted, not only because she is guilty, but also because she is known to law enforcement internationally known. These exploits go back to her days as a young woman. She came from a humble family, but her beauty and charm allowed her to sneak her way into more pretentious circles. During her days as a jet-setting jewel thief... Oh, damn. (laughs) She might have made forger Frank Abagnale jealous, employing at least 20 aliases, 10 social security numbers, and a handful of different birth dates. Dee drew attention from international law enforcement when, in her 40s, she stole a diamond ring whose 2021 value would be roughly $2.5 million in Monte Carlo. She was tracked down and arrested sometime later in Nice, but was released after only a few months in prison because law enforcement was never able to find the stolen gem. Because she dropped it at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's so funny. I listened to a podcast today where they, like, rewatched Titanic as adult men and were like, this movie is trash. (laughs) (laughs) And the woman makes this noise. It's like, did someone direct her? She's a very talented actress. She would not have made that choice on her own. James Cameron's like, "Uh." (laughs) oops. Dang it. So this is the plot to the Titanic. Uh, Yes, this is the plot to Titanic. Anyway. Great. Um, Though arrested several times over the next few decades for various reasons, including not enough evidence, early release due to prison overcrowding, and one prison escape, she rarely spent more than a few months in jail at a time. 
in a bit of an uncharacteristic blunder, or maybe she just wanted a challenge, she was caught robbing the store where we picked up the story when she's 87 years old. She was caught robbing that store because she was still wearing the ankle monitor from her previous arrest. Oh, uh, I come on. thought she was smarter than that. <laughs> yeah. You're 87. Maybe, maybe yeah, she has like dementia now or something. <laughs> She's like, oh, I forgot I had my ankle monitor on. <laughs> I've decided she's Southern. <laughs> All right. I like it. I can get behind that. Sounds like a Southern lady, jewel thief, debutante. Um, All right. So that's story number one. All right. Story number two. In this story, an investigative reporter, who we'll call Mr. F, along with his team, which included like photographer, you know, that sort of thing, uh, was assigned to investigate and report on the theft of a valuable diamond necklace. Uh, the team traveled to London to interview the victim, who we will call Mrs. H. Mr. F visited her office, but she was out, and he ended up meeting with her secretary. Shortly after this meeting, the secretary was arrested by local authorities as a person of interest in the the jewel heist that they were here to investigate. However, the real thief who had set up the secretary to take the fall turns out was the victim's brother. Um, much like the story from last yeah, month. Say, this sounds like a story we read. <laughs> much like the story from last month uh, of America's first bank robbery, yeah. good police work had nothing to do with breaking this case either. Okay. Um, actually, it turns out that Mr. F, the investigative reporter, his photographer, um, through the course of doing his job, happened to find himself well-positioned to overhear the actual criminal, the victim's brother, planning the next robbery. So when the appointed time and place arrived, there was a security team waiting to stop them. The necklace was returned, and the secretary was cleared of all charges. Oh, I'm so glad the secretary's free. <laughs> she's just doing her job. She's like, I'm making minimum wage. <laughs> like, so, I have I every have right to steal necklace. this necklace. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Can I have some now? Thanks. Uh, so that was story number two. Okay. Story number three. Two men walk into a jewelry store. This is not the setup for an off-color joke, I promise. Um, the duo, as we will call them, posed as customers, were shown into the viewing area, pulled out guns, and demanded a shop assistant empty the store's display cabinets. She was held hostage at gunpoint and forced into the street during the getaway after the duo told her they would kill her if she looked like she wasn't cooperating. Very. After releasing the hostage outside the store, one of the men fired a shot into the air, presumably to create confusion, and both men got into a car. Police were able to find the car, but it had been abandoned. They followed leads to find the next car that the duo switched to, but found that that one had also been abandoned. The men got away with nearly $40 million worth of jewelry. Despite circulating security camera footage, they could not identify the two men, which was particularly strange because they made no attempt to hide their faces. They weren't dressed up as from, nuns or anything? From the security, like, they just walked what? in. 
two guys in suits. The only thing that was weird is that one of the men was wearing leather gloves, but this Simpson. jewelry store was... The O.J. Simpson. <laughs> Simpson bank robbery. I knew it. Um, uh, so they, they couldn't identify the men. However, a search of the first abandoned car found slipped under the seat a cell phone. It was one of those pay-as-you-go ones. But by following the numbers in the phone's history, the police were able to track down the men. Uh, They had been unidentifiable in security footage because they had gone to a special effects makeup artist. Oh my gosh, I was going to say that! And asked them to make them... It's like Mrs. Doubtfire. Make me a woman. Honey! Oh honey, I'm so happy! Uh, no, they said they said they were going to go work on a music video, and they needed to look like different people. And so the special uh. effects team. Uh, eventually, a dozen men were arrested as suspects. Only five of them were convicted and sentenced. The jewels were never recovered. Oh Ooh, shit! Where, where are, are they? they? Yeah, where'd they go? The mountains of Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back. They're probably somebody's having a real good life on their private island. <laughs> Wait, why were five men convicted? Yeah. Weren't Those there only two? Uh, uh, were, were convicted in, like, the planning and execution. Uh, okay. Two walked in. Got it. Somebody, five were convicted. Means, somebody took the, like, getaway car. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Planning, circumnavigating, security, selling, floor plant, you know. Yeah. Got it. Okay, okay. so the theme. Is clearly jewelry Thievery. Yes. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> All right. So everyone gets Woo. half a point for Woo. identifying a thief. Yeah. <laughs> Jewels. <laughs> See, they were so nervous. I'm like, they've already done just as good as I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> we got theme. I That's mean, theme might be easier than the other. Yeah. Okay. So we've got the 87 year old woman who got caught after many years of things because she went and stole a Kit Kat from like the local store, basically. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> after stealing millions, uh, yeah, after of getting diamonds. away with murder basically for years, um, and then we have the secretary who was the, accused. The team of investigative reporters the, and the secretary yeah. was accused. Yep. Um, and then we have our final story, which is um, the two the, men walk the into duo, a bar. The duo. Yeah. <laughs> two men. <laughs> two men walk, two men walk into a bar. <laughs> the third one ducks. Okay. What do you guys think? My first instinct, but only because it was the first story, was that that was fiction because it sounded really similar to a movie. Oh, I thought the first. I thought the first. So I thought the first one. I had the same view. I thought the first one was fiction. I don't know much about Carmen San Diego, but it sounded like something like Carmen San Diego would do. <laughs> it sounded Carmen oh, San Diego to me. Apparently she she's was in bad. a convenience <laughs> store with her ankle monitor on. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. So uh, that would I mean I would have talking about talk about TV shows from our childhood. Yeah, that was a good that good, good lord. Show. I wanted to be on Where in the World is Carmen San Diego. Yeah, that giant map that you walked around on. Yeah. But um, also the third one, two men walk into a jewelry store with full face makeup. That sounds like a movie. Like that sounds, sounds like, like a Ben be... Affleck movie. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it's like it's it? weirdly specific. Well, Ben Affleck did do a movie where he was a bank robber, yeah. but they dressed up as nuns. That's oh, why yeah. I was like, oh, they didn't oh. even disguise themselves as nuns. 
<laughs> I already put my thing out there. <laughs> the first so, one's. So you, right. you you think the first we'll one go, is the fiction? Okay. Well, yeah. I think we both, for weird reasons, we both thought the first one was fiction. So I think we should stick to our gut. <laughs> my gut told me that before I heard the other two stories. True. But, but let's do it. Okay. We're cool. A team. One, one. So my instinct is two. Okay. Because of like the international aspect of it, and like it sounds kind of mm-hmm. like uh, like Agatha Christie or something like that. Like okay. uh, accuse this like the mistaken identity, accuse the secretary, and then like there's this mystery person that is actually at fault, and they tried to blame it on their secretary and all that stuff. So I'm going with two. Okay. Because it made me laugh the least, I guess. Because, so it seems like it would be. Like, it seemed too simple. Yeah, it did. All right. So. Oh God. The uh, I'm gonna go ahead and start with the the third one because no one guessed the third one. Uh, the third one is a true story of a jewelry heist that happened. And one in, of us won. In London in 2009. Oh, At the wow. time, it was the largest successful jewel heist in London history and the second largest in British history. Wow. Uh, it happened at Graf Diamonds. Oh, my God. I want to um, look up their faces and, now when they hold their makeup. Uh, yes. thanks, thanks to their insurance, Graf Diamonds was only out about $10 million of the $40 million that they lost. Wow. So they found the men but never, like... Found the jewelry. Speculation is by the time they tracked the men down, they had already broken up the jewelry and Mm. sold it off as pieces. Kind of like Ocean's Eight. Yeah. Or also, what's the one with the women? Ocean's Eight. Ocean's Eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When they like take take the necklace apart and all of a sudden it's like blip 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 and yeah. (laughs) Yep. Actually, that was reminding me of Ocean's Eight the whole time. (laughs) Um, Story number one is the true life story of Doris Payne. Oh my! Dang it. Born in 1930 <laughs> and most recently arrested in 2017, she attempted to steal $86.22 <gasps> worth of merchandise from an Atlanta area Walmart. What? So yeah, she oh bought a bunch gosh. of fucking Kit Kats. I wasn't wrong. <laughs> oh, well, now, she went she from was, like jewelry stores to, to Walmart. Walmart. She was she was arrested a few other times, but again, oh, no. for various other reasons, she was always released early. Oh, no. I think I, I think I read she has only spent a grand total through all of her arrests of less than five years in jail. Well, then of course she's gonna and keep one going of them back was like, for more. The prison was overcrowded. Yeah, <laughs> that woman is so white. That is a um, so she's white. not. <laughs> what? What? She's not. She is a black woman. <gasps> and in fact, she broke the system. You can you Ooh. can both feel vindicated for thinking this was a movie because Tessa Thompson is currently slated to star as Doris Payne in the movie version of her life. That's why we guessed it. Yes, <laughs> we knew that. We knew about that. that movie we coming had out. insider information. Insider info. Yep. We do our research um, on what's wait, coming so I won? Out. So you won. I haven't won in so long. Because story number <laughs> two is the plot to the 1981 film The Great Muppet Caper. What? <laughs> yeah! Heather does love the Muppets. I've the... seen it! There it is! <laughs> Which is basically a play on, like, uh, Agatha Christie or Sherlock Holmes. Yep. So you basically the, nailed it. The team, the team of investigative journalists are played by Kermit the Frog, Mr. F. Uh, his twin brother, Fozzie Bear... 
They do look a lot alike. Um, and their and their photographer Gonzo. Oh uh, That's Dad's favorite. The Gonzo. secretary, yeah. of course, is Miss Piggy. Might need to go watch this now. So yeah. I'm not gonna. So. Uh, did you pick that in honor of the fact that the, all the Muppet shows? The are, Muppet show is now on. It's all streaming on Disney, Disney Plus, Plus. Ah, including all the movies. Yep. So, waka waka. <laughs> I feel like Heather cheated. She knew that you were going to pick that because you've been talking about Damn. Disney Plus. I'm just. I'm now having flashbacks to our childhood. Like, <laughs> I win. You cheated. Oh damn. We are competitive. <laughs> Sisters, sister, sisters, sisters, sisters. I'm not going to attempt to sing. But I'll do the movements. Yeah, we're dancing. You can tell when you're at home. So it's, all right. It is, it is a fabulous fan dance. You can just imagine the whole if thing. If the fan dance has wine, then it's doing pretty good. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> um, so uh, y'all did. Y'all had fun. You got half of it right because you got the jewel thief. True. So, yeah. True. Y- well, honestly, yeah. guys, this is our seventh mm-hmm. one, and that's the third time I've gotten it right. So. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, criminals. Huh. Criminals. Go criminals. criminals. Are fun, aren't they? <laughs> Non-murdering criminals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, hey, hey, listener. Hey, you. Yes, I'm talking to you now. No, not the other listeners. Just you. You. Yeah, you. You. How did you do today? <laughs> did you guess right? Please let us know. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. And let's uh, give a big thank you to Jeff and Ashley, who joined us in the closet. This is their first podcast appearance. Yeah, we feel famous now. (laughs) Uh, You are. You pretty much are. You you are. Um, If all those people you shouted out to listen to this, you will be. (laughs) And uh, become a patron today. So, thanks for stopping by uh, True Crimes and a Lie. We're going to return you now to Campfire Classics. So, uh, this has been True True Crimes and a Lie.